This episode is brought to you by the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and YDF Media. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. Much of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason, and those two awesome guys across from me are Mike and Justin. And guys, I am excited about this show tonight because we're going to be talking about a topic that I love probably more than food. Well, not really, but almost. Guys, we're getting into some good stuff tonight. We're going to talk Pixar, but before we do that, guys, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, nice weather. Uh, I got to see you guys a couple of times this week. We got a little bit of a bonus episode, and uh, it's nice to hang with you guys a little bit more, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about tonight's movies. I had a busy day. That's all I'm going to say. I had a busy day. I woke up, and then we had a kid's birthday party. There are certain times in life that your patience is tested. And when you're around like 40 children, mm-hmm. 40 kids, how do you say that? 40 children? 40 kids. 40 children doesn't make sense, does it? 40 herd? 40 herd. <laughs> for 40 germ factories. Are you going to, you're going to, you're going to either be throwing something, up that diarrhea or another cold within um, three days. 40 kids yeah. and we had a, they, they rented a massive water slide and we had a blast. So much fun. We had our great friends, Veronica and Michaels, uh, hanging out with them. And then we went to dinner and then we went and we bought gifts for all the Disney Dads Pixar or Disney Dads Pixar. Listen to me, Disney Dads podcast cruise uh, um, people going on the cruise. So we're getting stuff together for that. So it was cool. just a busy, busy day. But like you said, man, we uh, we're not recording once, recording twice this week. So that makes it fun. Yeah, your Mine? eyes look a little pink. <laughs> little, it's been a long day. Yours, yeah, like just one. You got one little pink eye going. You're making on. me nervous. You, you know I'm a germaphobe anyway, right? <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, I know you're you going to give this, me a twitch. Yeah. Like, what are you doing to yeah. me? Uh, <laughs> already, know, people on the cruise are going to be like, why does he use so much uh, hand sanitizer? What's wrong with that guy? Um, but no, it was it was a good day, man. It was a, it was a really, really good day. Uh, I got to ask you all, are you ready? Have you all started packing yet for the, for the, for the trip down yet? Guys, I got to leave for Pennsylvania next week for about 10 days, and then I come back for like a week and a half, and then I'm on a plane down to there for the cruise. So I've got a lot of traveling over the next couple of weeks, and uh, the answer to your question is no. 
<laughs> oh, hold up. So you're going to Pennsylvania for 10 days? I think we'll be down there for uh, eight. Oh, is it nine days? Nine days. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. How early is too early to pack for a Disney trip? I think that's a legitimate question a lot of Disney fans ask. I, Mike, if you don't mind, I'll jump in Good. because um, I don't. I don't. I let her do it. So the cruise is a little bit different because my attire is a little bit different. My cruise attire is more uh, dress shorts and polos. Versus when I'm at Disney, I just love slumming it with the old Pixar and Star Wars T-shirts and and shorts, and so it's um I'm probably going to be a little bit more proactive in this one than I will um just a normal Disney trip. Mike, you have your go bag ready all the time. Other than that, <laughs> right? how right? how uh how soon do you start packing? Uh, probably about two or three days before. I got I got my uh you know really uh, yeah pretty much yeah but you got a routine though right I mean you know it. Yeah, I know what I'm going to wear. I pretty much have planned that in my head. The reality of it kind of sunk in, I think it was yesterday, when I came home in the mail, all my passports finally came, and my Disney Cruise documents came with the oh, On the same stairs. day? Same day. Oh, that's awesome, so man. the next great yeah. thing to come in the mail will be our um, Magic Express tags. I'm sure I should be seeing them shortly. And uh, our Magic Bands should be on the way, as most... Mostly all of us should be getting them soon. So uh, that's when the reality starts to sink in. And I'll just kind of double-check stuff. Do I have enough of these? Do I have enough of that? Do I have to buy extra? So uh, that I'll look over. But I'd say two or three days before we start packing. How about we got our cruise tags too. And I just want to make a note on those. Uh, considerably more classier than the Magical Express ones. Oh yeah, I'm, it, it's uh, it's um, I was just like, this is uh, a very first class. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with the Magical Express ones, but these are uh, they're, they're, Did you look at them, Mike? They're they're significantly more elegant. Can, I can't believe we're talking about luggage tags. Wait, what like did that, you? I got, reg- I got regular luggage tags. What did you get? What did yours? What are they? The blue ones with yeah, the nice the blue ones. On? Yeah, yeah, but I'm more of an artsy guy. You're not. You're a okay. mechanic. Yeah. So maybe I'm just appreciating. Mike's like, the, step the, one, put on luggage. Step two, <laughs> don't worry about it ever, ever again. Step three, give me a drink, right? <laughs> I, I I thought they were a little bit more. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into. It. Maybe it's because uh, I'm already excited about your enthusiasm. That makes me happy because <laughs> I have built up Disney Cruises so so yeah. much that it's insane. My I got to tell you guys, my um, bedroom the other night. I should have taken a video and put it on the group. It looked like a NBC or CBS or whatever studio because I had cords and cameras and and stuff everywhere, charging, getting ready, getting all those digital media bags ready because, look, there's a couple things. One, we're recording a live episode on Castaway. Our 100th episode mm-hmm. will be recorded live on Castaway, so anybody that's on the cruise wants to stop by and get there you know, and talk a little bit about your vacation, you're welcome to do that. Um, but two, we're going to be recording a lot of video. We're going to be recording a lot of audio. Um, because this is going to be multiple episodes we're going to be putting out all about this this podcast cruise and Disney beforehand and stuff like that. So I've got GoPros out. I've got everything. And Riley walked in and she goes, what are you doing? You know? And even she at six years old was going, we don't leave for a month. And I was like, yeah, I get excited. I can't help it. You <laughs> go, know? Get, go get daddy the iron. I got to take care yeah. of our ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure these, I got to make sure these chargers are, don't have any, any wrinkles in them. Get back over here, you know? Stuff like that. So no, we're we're getting ready, man. I got I got that set. Those bags are set off to the side and ready to roll. And uh, dude, before you know it, we're gonna be down at Disney. It's gonna be a fun time, man. It's gonna be fun. I can't, God, I can't wait. I cannot wait. But you know what? I can't wait for is uh, is tonight, fellas. Um, you know we we approached this week and we thought, you know what? We've got a couple different topics we really want to talk about. That it's too much to do in one episode. We really want to knock this out. So let's do two episodes. Let's throw an extra episode out, talk about some Disney news, which has already dropped. 
And uh, and this tonight, let's talk about Pixar. Let's talk about you know all the great things with Pixar. Um, guys, I saw a uh, list that came out this week, <laughs> and the list was, to say the least, probably not the uh, best thing I've ever read. But it was a list ranking the top twenty Pixar movies, uh, the uh, Pixar movies of all time. Okay, starting at number twenty, going up to number one. And that got me thinking, I, you know, there's a huge, um, and that got me thinking the relationship that Disney has had with Pixar over the years and how massive that has grown with the fact that now we have things in the parks, uh, we have attractions, we have more movies, we have characters, we have all that. Uh, so I want to start and get your all's take. When did Pixar first come across your radar? When did you really think, okay, this is a new company and I am down with what they're doing? I'm going to have to say the Toy Story franchise. I think that was one of the first ones that came out. I think between that and then the combination of Finding Nemo and some of those other early 90 ones really set the precedence of what Pixar's here. They're here to stay. They got their stake in Disney, and they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, it's I'm exactly exactly what Mike said. I mean, verbatim, you said exactly what I would need to say. It was Toy Story was uh, the one that... Um, I mean, like, Toy Story was a game changer, man. I mean, I watched this and was like, this is the uh, direction of, of uh, computer-generated graphics. This is, this is unbelievable. So uh, it's a game changer, man. This was a company to contend with back then. Well, you know, you're looking back. Uh, let's go back to, like, 1986, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve Jobs comes in and he purchases the computer division um, from George Lucas. And he's really the one that has this idea that you know what we can use computers to do more than just search for information and to um uh, you know bring people together around the world we can do this we can build uh whole worlds we can do animation using computers and so they employ about 40 people at the time and he uh he has the company named pixar now what i want to say about steve jobs is how does one man create so many things that influence so many people he is um oh man i i could go on about steve jobs he is uh he's 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 one guy that went way too early uh what what, a, what an incredible and visionary i mean i think history is going to look back at him in a thousand two thousand three thousand years and and he's going to be a name that people are going to know well could you almost say that he was a modern day walt I say he is the yeah, modern day Walt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good, good call, man. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I like that. Yeah, yep. 100%. I mean, he, he pushed things to the boundary. When people said he couldn't do it mm-hmm. or he didn't have the money to do it, he, he found a way. You and know, he was he, good with his words. He had quotes out there that were as inspirational as anything that I've ever read. You know, he was a very inspiring guy. And he never put limitations on his beliefs. I mean, how he... Oh, I don't want to go down... Man, I'm going down this rabbit hole because I'm Steve Jobs is just... Uh, he's the man. Um, the, the research and development and how this guy loved, um, uh, you know, for people to, you know, use imagination to inspire new ideas and bring them to the table and how they spun off and made different things. I mean, this guy was... Uh, this guy was top-notch. I, uh, I, I got much, much respect for Jobs. Well, and the whole thing, too, is, look, we stay in 1986, and he brings somebody into the fold that becomes a household name all over the world, and that's John Lasseter. John Lasseter comes into the fold, and he uh, creates Luxo Jr., 
which is a uh, a short film and it's his directorial debut that now look all you kids out there that you see the bouncing light at the beginning of all those uh Pixar movies that comes from Luxo Jr. that's the first film Pixar puts out um and it gets an Oscar nomination for best short film there in 1986 but now fast forward down to 1991 and, and Disney and Pixar announce an agreement to uh distribute uh, at least one computer-generated gener- animated movie a year. Now you see these two companies, one not so big at the time. They're kind of um, relying on Steve Jobs' money. One, I mean, he's really saving the company, to be honest with you. Uh, he's writing the checks, and John Lasseter is the genius behind what's happening. Um, and Disney, who's this major, major uh, studio who is coming off a complete... Um, uh, uh, they're coming off... Multiple films that have been been very successful, and now they're going to come together. And so they start this project that will later become Toy Story. And in 1991, look, Disney animation changes uh, starting in 1991. Yeah, uh, from 91 to, uh, what was it, the release in 95? I mean, I know you're kind of taking us down that journey, but there there was an incredible gap of um, research development actually making making it. Um, Can I take a second and go back to Luxo Jr., okay? And I saw an interview once with um, John Lasseter, and he uh, he was he was sitting in the uh, the movie stand when this thing came on, and I remember him talking about how nervous he was and how um, I mean, look, you you made a computer program about a lamp jumping around, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you know, so he's yeah. sitting there trying to be a realist, like, okay, are people gonna look at this and go? Because there was a lot of time and effort that went into this. And when it got over with, and people came up to him and said, "You incorporated." an emotion with a lamp. I felt the curiosity from this lamp. I felt this from an inanimate object. When he started getting an emotional attachment from people in the stands or people in the audience to the movie screen, he knew he was onto something big. And I love that interview because he really didn't know if it was going to be a complete flop or not. He just didn't want to be chastised for it. So it was a great interview. Um, and, and, and that's one thing. And that was my point, Justin, I want to make was this is, this is the company that is making emotional ties to completely made-up things. You know, as in uh, computer-generated things where we're actually falling in love with things that do not exist, you know. And, um, and and this is going beyond just cartoons. This is actually 3D animated space where it's almost real. So, uh, you know, uh, picks of, or, uh, kudos to, the, uh, to John for, um, you know, for creating that. And, um, and I just wanted to give uh, Luxo Jr. Just, uh, just some props right there on that because to me that was one fascinating story that I didn't want to let slip by. Can I talk a little bit about our show? And just, look, I can't imagine um, the stress and, and, and the anxiety. You know, a lot of times we, uh, a lot of times people hide things. You know, they, mm-hmm. they don't talk about feelings, things like that. When you create something, there is a part of you that wants it to be successful. You want people to enjoy it. Um, and even as, you know, when we started and, and you know, where we were... I know how I felt. I mean, did you guys have that nerve? Like, will anyone like this? Will anyone, Mike? Did you ever have that feeling? Like, hey, is anyone going to listen to this? You know what I mean? Like, can we can we create a community? Can this do? Can, now, can you imagine it being a Pixar level to where it's your your big movie debut and sitting in the audience hoping? That's got to be one of the most incredible things. And you know, going back to what you were saying, like, did you ever picture it to 
become this community or not. Uh, you know, we said before that it didn't matter if, you know, two people listened or two million people listened. Uh, this is for the people that did like it. And, you know, we weren't, we were just there to put out a quality show to the best of our ability. And, um, but yeah, I can't imagine having that kind of success, you know, uh, sitting in a movie theater, watching your premiere like that. That was, that's incredible what they were able to accomplish. It, it's it's absolutely amazing, and you know, Toy Story just rocks it out. And what here's the crazy thing for Toy Story to me, and it's very uh, poignant to where we are now. Uh, June the 9th is when we're recording. Uh, is that we are about a week and a half away from Toy Story four hitting the theaters? That these characters are timeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're over 20 years now that you're looking at these characters have been around. And they are still a massive part of multiple generations across across time. To do something like that is very Walt Disney-esque. And what I mean by that is Walt Disney was able to create things, uh, create characters and create movies that worked not only in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, but also works in 2010, 2020. Uh, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... And that's that's what Pixar I think does better than anyone is. And Jason, you hit it on the head with they had Pixar creates an emotional attachment to the storyline, and but they don't only do it for adults. They also they have it. They have a way of connecting with children on a level to where they understand the emotional effect of life mm-hmm. for kids. As adults, we get it. We can see that. And you look at a movie like Inside Out, or you look at a movie like that where it absolutely connects with that 9, 10, 11-year-old and what they're going through. Um, you look at a movie like Up to where you know it connects with not only the kids and when they're kids and that, uh, that sense of adventure, but also the sense of adventure that we share as adults, too. Well, you know, I mean, it's something that we never lose. Look at look at Up, and look at uh, even now you have adults that. I mean, if I would put that in, 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 our, in our Facebook group right now, what percentage of you skipped the first 20 minutes of Up? Oh, it's gosh, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> you know, and I bet yeah. you at least thirty percent of them do because you know it is. It look there's it is absolutely whether people like this term or not. It is an absolute magical connection that that puts between anybody who watches it because that could be your grandma or grandpa, your mom or dad, or you and your spouse. You know, there's no there's no getting away from it, and that is the brutal reality of the circle of life and the pain that comes with it. But it takes it one step further. And it allows us to to see a stone cold heart just just um, slowly kind of open up. I mean, it, it's to me up is the is a perfect movie, um, it, and, and I could go on. I think a it's whole, the perfect story. It is a perfect story, man. It's great, you know, and they're lovable characters. And but you know, you will see that trend as as we go through this. And as long as we're doing this show and we talk Pixar. There's always going to be this trend with with me personally where Pixar nails it. They do it right with this. You know, they know how to connect with me personally. They know how to make it enjoyable. They know how me to love a character. They know how to get me to, you know, to despise a character. Um, not as much as Gaston. But, um, <laughs> but they're always, you know, there's always going to be this, um, like, it's a magic. Pixar has a magical quality to them. Well, let me ask you this. So I want to fast forward to 2003. So 2003, um, we've already seen A Bug's Life. We've seen other 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 movies come out. And, uh, Mike, I want to take you to 2003, and I want to take you to the release uh, May the 30th of Finding Nemo mm-hmm. uh, coming to theaters. Um, probably Pixar's next biggest hit. They've had other movies come out. 
But Finding Nemo is massive. Finding Nemo comes out, and it is one of the biggest things ever. I want to ask you a couple questions, because as a father of two girls, um, or just a father in particular, it doesn't have to be girls, uh, one, did this movie connect with you? And two, why do you think this movie was such an enormous hit in the box offices uh, all across the world? Well, I think it had a mixture of everything. It had the you know father uh, child emotional tie you know with his son, um, the the sense of losing you know, also the sense of letting go. I mean, there's there's so many different emotions. Also, the characters you know, I mean, uh, the adventures that they go on. It, it had a little piece of everything. You know, the 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 parental love, the the quest for you to let your child go off and do something on their own uh, to kind of give them their own little bit of space. Uh, the 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 desire to find your child when they've done something wrong, and and you know, uh, it just there's just so many different little sidebars and little things that are just incorporated with that movie that just make it absolutely incredible. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think one of the hardest things. Jeez, put on this jacket. <laughs> you look awesome, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, I, I, I think on. one. I think one. I think one of the hardest things to do as a parent is to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not there yet, Mike. You're at that. You're at that stage in life when, um, you know, your your kids are starting to branch off. They're starting to find their own as a as a um, as more adults. You know, and I think you get that with that movie. I think it's one of those movies that not only do you realize that you have to let go, but you also realize that you're always there. They also realize that you're always there for them too. And I think that really hits home. I know every time I go to the stage production of Finding Nemo at, at Animal Kingdom, it gets me every time. I mean, every time I get those feelings where I'm just like, wow, they, they got me. You know, they absolutely got me. Have you guys seen the stage show there? I have, yeah. I uh about two or three times we've been there. Uh, it's just one of those. We won't go out of our way to do it. We'll go out of our way to do uh, the Lion King. But it's one of those things that if you happen to be passing by and you're going to catch a show, we'll stop in for it. Uh, Jay, I want to I want to fast forward with you. I want to take you to 2006, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want to take you to June 9, 2006. Uh, you're a father of two boys, and you're a father of two boy boys. I mean, they are out wrestling, you know, getting you know, getting dirty, and and you know, they're doing their thing. Uh, 2006, June 9th, Cars is released. Cars mm-hmm. comes to theaters. Uh, I want to say this: it's a it's a movie that. I think brings a whole new um, crew of kids into the Pixar community, and I think that that's why Cars just absolutely becomes a worldwide phenomenon. To where now, I mean, it's massive. We've had three movies, and it is just uh, resorts and all that. Did Cars resonate with you at the time? And as you, I know, you know, your boys weren't uh, quite born yet, but once they were born, is that one of the first Pixar movies that resonated with them? Oof, uh, I cannot honestly answer that question. I mean, look, they're huge. They were huge Cars fans. I mean, they still are. Um, you know, I mean, Cars is a, an incredible, an incredible Pixar genre that uh, took off. I mean, it was it was very well done. Um, I can't honestly say that um, like it was it was all Cars or nothing. But Lightning McQueen was a you know a staple in the Dude, house. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was you know he was right up there with uh, Thomas. You know, Thomas the Train. I mean, Lightning McQueen's got his own little you know pedestal that we can put him on. Um, the, uh, as far as like with me, I think you, you asked me, like, was that something that resonated with me when it first came out back in 06? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, Pixar really, besides, you know, the original Toy Story, only because I had friends that were on my, uh, you know, that, that had 
you know, a kid at in '95. Um, you know, I saw that and I thought it was fantastic, but it was never really. Um, uh, so, you know, I, you know, you're just at a different place in your life. You know what I mean? Where right, like right, Pixar right. just, I, I, it wasn't that I didn't relate to it. I just didn't give it the time to sit down and actually watch, you know, Pixar movies or whatnot. And then, um, you know, as as you know, as I got married and my kids, you know, kids came into um, to view, and then I started really going down the road of um, Pixar. Um, what what a what a great addiction. So uh, the answer to your question is, um, I really don't have one that really res- resonated with me. And, um, you know, yeah, the boys love, love their cars, man. But, but, you know, cars opened up doors for planes, you know? Yeah. You know, I've never seen that still and we have it. And, uh, it's great, man. I love it. But Dusty is great. Mike, have you seen planes? I haven't seen planes yet. Nope. But cars wasn't that big in my house. You know, obviously with having two girls, uh, I've watched it a couple of times. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Lightning yeah. Queen's awesome. Uh, As a mechanic, you think that's Tomator. that's your movie, dude? Yeah, no, I, I've I've seen it, but there's only so many times you can keep watching it in the house without you know the kids without having kids, yeah hijacking right? yeah. the TV and whatnot, and you know let other things you go. want to see. Let it go. Yeah, it's, that was on a constant loop. Thank God. Yeah, it's all right, man. It's all right. Hey, look, it's all right. You'll look back at that and and uh, you're you're gonna appreciate your um, your Elsa tattoo that you have. Um, go ahead. You got one? No, no, I haven't. Oh, you were shaking his head. I was like, "What? <laughs> no. Do tell, Mike." No, no, no. no, but I think that's awesome, man. Your girls are great, and you're 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 definitely very blessed to have such incredible kids. Um, but but guys, please check out planes. You know, there there is like cars and planes both. They they take some heat from some of the community, especially like when you get into like Cars Two or Cars Three. Yeah, and, oh, definitely. Um, and I, I just, I never really understood this whole. Um, I mean, how can you say it's bad? It's, it's not a bad movie. It's not. I mean, it might not be as good as one, but it's not bad. I mean, to me, that's a ridiculous, um, ridiculous opinion. And I'll stand by that. I'll write that check right now there with my wife. It is not bad at all. In fact, all three of them are enjoyable, and I enjoyed Planes One and Planes Two as well. So that whole. Um, uh, magical place that Pixar created because I believe they both are on the same time frame and worlds between yeah, cars yep, and planes. Yep, yep. Um, I absolutely love that, man. I, I think it was a great idea and, and, and kudos to whoever came up with that. All right. Um, yeah, Cars for Us was was a huge hit uh, minus Cars too, but we'll keep going on that. I want to take us to 2015, guys, and we get a we get a film opening that is probably one of my favorite Pixar films, and it's because it really dives into the mind of a child. Um, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about something that Pixar has really taken a hold of, and they've made it a, a key to their film success, and that's their shorts. You know, Pixar's now gone into the you know they kind of started that way with with the short um, short film game. And then they always they, they never said okay we're past that they said we're gonna include this with all of our mm-hmm. films and they come out with Lava, which is my favorite short film of all time. If you've never seen it, please Google it. Lava, one of the greatest soundtracks ever, um, about a volcano who's looking for love and uh, you know in the middle of the sea. It's I would sing to you, but they've Jason and Mike have both written me multiple letters asking me please don't sing anymore on the show. Um, it's absolutely fantastic, but that comes right before uh, Inside Out, which is just a fantastic, fantastic movie. I want to get your guys' opinion. Have, one, have you seen Lava? And two, what's your opinion on, on Inside Out as it comes out, and now we get into the mental aspect of being a child? All right. First, 
because I know Mike is going to take this because he's he's got the girls and he's going to go through those emotions a lot more than I would. So and he's already been through them. But let me let me go ahead and give my aspect on that first. Um, number one is uh, when I saw lava. I want you guys to be honest. When you first saw that lava, were you not just sitting in your? I was blown away by it, guys. Oh, blown I mean, away! I was I was on a away. Disney cruise. Mike, it, it debuted oh on a Disney cruise, and I was sitting there, and I I had tears in my eyes before the movie even started. And then the the lead character's name is the name Riley. I just cried for two straight hours. Let's just keep going, keep going. Go ahead, Mike. Did you see Did you see lava? I've never seen lava because, <gasps> and I tell you why because we watched Inside Out at home on you know like on demand, and they didn't have the short before the movie. It went right into the movie. Okay, oh, that's your homework dude. assignment okay. for this yes. one. That's watch it with Laura, man. It's it's, it's really really good. Um, and going on to um, the uh, the the singer now with you know of course you know especially with our show and and you know we do a lot of research in between and this and that. But uh, that us us it took me over to um, the Hawaiian singer um, Iz. Have you ever heard of him, yeah. Israel? And, yeah. and I, I know he passed away. Um, but he's a lot a of really people say b- I sound like him. A really big uh, a well, long, maybe long time ago. Yeah, but he um was he was I, I and that was a perfect and he has nothing to do with the show, guys. The but I gotta give him some uh, <laughs> props. Go look him up. His name is he's Israel. awesome. Israel yeah. is at Kamakawi. Yeah, he's got Kali? a bunch of great songs out there. He yeah, a bunch is of great fantastic. Songs. And you yeah. and the thing is, is he's this huge Hawaiian guy. I mean, like, I mean. Massive. Like 600 pounds, and he's got this little old thing, and he just strums along. Man, I'm telling you what, the guy's magical. Go check him out or buy something off iTunes from him because he's great. Um, but I want to just mention your uh, last thing here, and I'm going to hand this over to Mike, and that is the Inside Out, all right? Um, what a absolute well-done Pixar movie. The Come way on. that they have – and my thing is is – I'll be honest, okay, the girl is going through her thing, and she's mad, and she moved, and this and that. How about that imaginary pink dude who gets the shaft at the very end? That was the hardest part for the whole movie for me. What was his name? Bing You're talking about Bing Bong? Bing Bong. (laughs) You know what's crazy? Is we bought a Bing Bong. We We bought a Bing Bong. Wow, that really goes together. Uh, we bought a Bing Bong at Disney probably four years ago, mm-hmm. and he still smells like cotton candy. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But when he, you know, spoiler alert, I apologize, but um, when he sacrifices and goes away, and I thought, what? What a, um, wow. I, I just, I sat there, and I'm like, wow. You should have dumped the the green chick and then kept no, him. So bad, I know, right? Oh. Yeah, get rid of yeah, get yeah. rid of disgust and just keep him. It's just, yeah. I mean, it right in the heart, man. So, Mike, you got girls. How that how that movie resonate with you guys? It was well, obviously, my house is a constant emotional roller coaster, as you can imagine. So <laughs> if we, we run the gamut of emotions when you live in a house full of girls. Uh, I got to tell you, emotionally, also for me for that movie, it was kind of tough because I want to say it's probably one of the last. Pixar movies that I've ever really sat down and watched with Sarah because now that she's older and she's you know uh, that was 2015 so it's four years ago so she was around you know 11 or 12 Um, now you know she doesn't want to watch Pixar movies with that anymore you know she wants to go to Disney and and that's great and you know she enjoys the Disney movies but it's no more family night but she wants that's not going to be part of her choice so that's uh, that's an emotional movie on a whole nother level for me because I'm going to say it's probably one of the last movies I watched with Sarah as a family when it comes to the Pixar, Disney movie, genre stuff. Justin, uh, how do you feel? Hang on a second. How do you feel listening to him talk like that? 
Because uh, I know that's res- I, I know that resonates yeah. with you, and I can see it in your uh, eyes. I'm scared because I am. Uh, you guys know that I left. Like, for those of you who don't know me, I had a full time job where I, I traveled ten months out of the year, and I left it to stay home with Riley. Um, so I've been home with Riley ever since the day she was born, and so I cannot wrap my head around the fact of the day she doesn't look at me and go, "You're a superhero." You know what I mean? I can't. Um, look at me. I'm already getting emotional. Stop it. What? This is not what this episode is supposed to be. <laughs> it's Pixar, man. It's Pixar. I know. It's, it was inevitable that one of us right. was going to cry during this. Right. Um, for me, look, I call Riley my little emotional eight ball. Okay. If you shake her hard enough, you'll get a different emotion. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and that's, and I think that's, that's exactly what this movie hit. It's, it's, I don't know if there's been another movie, honestly, that makes as much sense to a parent. To where you know, because we get frustrated as parents whenever we look at our kids and we go, "Why are you? Why are you like this? Or why are you doing this? Or why?" You know. But when you realize that in their head, really, you can break it down to a couple simple emotions, mm-hmm. and that they're trying to figure the world out. You know, mm-hmm. they're still building, like everything's building inside. You know, as they go along, it's a, it's really an amazing feat, an amazing process that they did with this movie. Um, it's probably my favorite Pixar movie. One of them. Mm-hmm. One of my top five. One of my top ten. Okay, yeah. it's a good Pixar movie. It is good. Um, good. But no, Mike, I, it terrifies me to think of, of the fact that one day Riley might not want that. Um, that's why I'll keep her home with me, locked in a room. It's okay. <laughs> um, Disney Pixar has done so much for, uh, for, for Disney animation. I mean, we get The Incredibles. We get uh, The Good Dinosaur. We get Coco coming out of there, Finding Dory. I mean, so many amazing, amazing pictures come out of there. But the reason we wanted to do the show was not so much to go through the history of Pixar and how it affects us. We wanted to talk about a top 20 list that came out of Variety Magazine. Was it called Ridiculous um, Top 20? Is that, yeah, is that the I think so. Term? It says uh, Variety Magazine. Look, huge magazine. It's a huge uh, publication in the United States around the world. And uh, they rank every Pixar movie from worst to best. So from worst to best. So, guys, let's roll through this real quick. And uh, and let's you know we'll take little tangents here and and we'll go off of it uh, and we're gonna start with number twenty mm-hmm. and that is the good dinosaur at number twenty. Have you guys seen this this film? I've seen it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm o- I'm okay with it at number twenty. That's you what know? I was gonna say. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good good movie. I think it's twenty's uh, kind of harsh, but let's let's see if I can bump it. Go ahead. You know, it's it's a, it's got a good story about you know loses his father. He's trying to find his way. He's trying to grow. He's doing all that. Um, not my favorite Pixar movie, but uh, number twenty is where that one is sitting as of right now. Number nineteen, Cars two. I don't know why I'll go ahead and so start. Hard. I don't know why you're so hard on Cars two, man. I'll go ahead and start. I think it's the worst Pixar movie ever made. Cars two. What what are you so yes. hard on it for? The storyline is. It has no emotional attachment to it. Um, it is very just to the point that, okay, we wanted to, to put this out there to make money. I, I just, I don't think that the characters were, Cars 1 and Cars 3, you have an emotional attachment to the character. This one you don't. But isn't isn't more of the emotional attachment is kind of the funny bone of Mater? Isn't, you know what I mean? You're looking for an emotion. Do you, do you not think that maybe you're being unfair and overanalyzing Pixar and giving them... Giving them like just not taking it for face value. 
not when you just live off shtick. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're living off of, of the, okay. the Mater character. But then you come around with Cars three and look at Mater. I mean, he has the emotional value to mm-hmm. a best friend and, and what a best friend does and stuff like that. So okay. uh, Mike, have you seen Cars two? Yep, I've seen them. I I can kind of agree with number nineteen. I wouldn't say it was one of the worst, uh, but it's definitely towards the end of the list. Yeah. So good dinosaur at twenty, cars two, nineteen, a bug's life coming in at eighteen. That's ridiculous. I agree. Come on, man. Mm. That is that is that is a that is a top five Pixar movie. I wouldn't go that far, but it is oh, way up there. I would say top no ten. Way. I wouldn't say top five. A yeah, top five. I'm with Mike. Come on, guys. It's, give me give me your reason, Jay. Look, it's a perfect story. It's perfect animation. It's a perfect story. Perfect characters. There's a lot of characters. Yeah, there is a lot of characters. I mean, it's got it's, humor in there. Yeah. yeah, you got humor. You've got, um, I mean, you got some kind of some morbid humor, you know? Stay away <laughs> from really the light. Do yeah. Don't go into the light. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Who else pulls that off but Pixar? So Bathroom humor, which I like. Yes, definitely good. not definitely not in a bottom five. It's, no it's one of the best rides at Animal Kingdom, too, or attraction, or, you know. I could, it is so good. That's one of it our favorites. It is so good every time, every single time. I love it. Yeah, that's that's a great movie, and for those of you who haven't seen it, make sure to see that one because it, it doesn't deserve to be number uh, to be at number eighteen. That's for sure. So you got Good Dinosaur at twenty, you got Cars two at nineteen, and you have a Bug's Life at eighteen. Coming in at seventeen, Monsters University. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, yeah, man, what's wrong with that? I'm a huge fan of the Monsters Incorporated, and it was hard to follow up to that, so I could see why it's at the back of the list. Um, it's still good, you know. I liked it. Uh, I would put it a little bit closer to the top, but I can understand why they might use that. Now, are they doing this based on money or just popularity, or like no, what? just popularity? This is their list on popularity. Okay. Yeah, but let me remind you, as you say, you know what? I just don't. And this, this, this is a testament to Pixar for the fact of how good they are. Let me remind you that every time we say that should be closer to the front. That means you're bumping ones down, okay? So as we go along... I know, I feel guilty about it sometimes. Yeah, so you got to find the ones that you got to bump down. So Monsters University at 17. Let's move on. Number 16, Brave. Brave? Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Sammy liked it. I wasn't crazy about it. Merida? Merida's a great character. I think that was a great show, but... But Mike, I, I'm gonna agree with you though. It's uh, it is. I think it's a fantastic show, but it is gonna be the bottom twenty, bottom fifteen, like from the lap, bottom five. I agree. Of all the princess movies, it's probably not my favorite. Um, it has some good good parts. The storyline's okay. Not my favorite. Um, I'm okay with it being right at sixteen. That's not 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 an issue. Uh, let's move on to fifteen. It's a newer movie. Just came out not too long ago. Incredibles two. Have you seen it? Guys, I'm a little embarrassed. I have not seen Incredible. Ah, no, I haven't seen Incredibles two yet. I saw it. Uh, you know, tough to the original Incredibles was amazing, so it's kind of hard to live up to that. You know, you have that in the shadow, so uh, I could see why it's in the back half. I liked Incredibles too. We saw it in the theater. Riley's a huge Violet fan. She pretended to be Violet around the house for a long time, um, which she would be quiet because she was invisible, which was. A godsend. Um, the fact that she was being quiet for a little bit. Um, so we were okay with pretending she was Violet. Uh, 15? Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with where it's at because I don't think you get into the the heart of the top 10. It's definitely not going to fit in there. But it was it was a good storyline. It was fun. It was definitely um, definitely worthy of being 
probably about 15, I would say. So let me go through your top 20 so far. The Good Dinosaur, 20. 19 Cars 2. 18, coming into Bugs Life. 17, Monsters University. 16, Brave. 15, Incredibles 2. And at number 14, this one shocked me. Cars 3. Cars 3 coming in at 14. Which means there is another Cars that is above Cars 3. Have yeah. you guys seen Cars 3? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cars 3 was, um... I don't know. I, to me, how do you take the superhero and, and not... I don't know. I, I just didn't like to see Lightning McQueen not be at the best, the top. I pay money to be lied to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I pay money to have the good guy win. I don't want to see, you know, so... Jackson Storm coming along. Yeah, what is that nonsense, you know? So, um, but, you know, it was still entertaining. I still enjoyed it. I loved Cars 3. I, Cars 3 was way up there for me. It really knocked it out of the park. Mike, did you see it? Well, did. I saw it. Um, I wasn't. Maybe I've seen it once. You know, I was not too interested in it. It was okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll go with that. All right. Let's move on to number 13. This one shocked me a little bit. Because of the popularity I knew it had with kids. Uh, Riley watched it constantly, sang songs constantly. Maybe learned a second language because of this movie. Uh, Coco, coming in at 13. No way. That's a top five right there, in my it opinion. Way, I agree, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's way that's up there. That's a good, solid movie, man. How I, does that come in at 13? I'm, I'm really anxious to hear this top 10 now, because like, how do you put that right. at 13? I, this has to be blockbuster. I'm like, oh, yeah, that definitely... Uh, well, we'll see. We're getting there. Dude, think about the storyline alone. Like, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's it great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's When I saw this, this, you know what? Coco is the reason I wanted to do this top 20. Okay. Is because I got there and I go, what? Right. Hold right. on a second here. I'm going to bring this to the guys and we're going to talk about this a little bit. Coco, number 13. Insanity. You ready for this? Number 12. And I like this movie a lot, but you can't put it above Coco. Ratatouille. Yeah. Ratatouille is the top ten, man. I mean, it's oh, that's a good, good show. What's your favorite thing about Ratatouille? Um, I love, I love. I'll tell you what my least favorite thing about it is. How's that? Let's do that. It creeps, it creeps me out when you get all the the rats inside the kitchen running around and everything because it just <laughs> it, it absolutely grosses me out. Um, but um, you know, my favorite thing. Let's just talk about um, like uh. Just the idea of taking something so gross and putting them in the kitchen to make stuff so good. I mean, it's almost like a play of of, of emotion right there. You know, you got disgust and, and everything already kind of just blended together. I thought it was a great play on uh, every everything. You know, those of you who cruise on Disney Cruise Line, this is what they do in Remy. Like, they actually have rats cooking your food. Just so you know. I just want you to know. <laughs> Um, Mike, what about you? Seen Ratatouille? I've seen Ratatouille. I'm extremely happy that it's going to be getting some love in Epcot soon. You know, they're going to be adding uh, yeah. to the. Uh, so it, it's definitely uh, a top brand movie, and I'm glad we're going to see some of that incorporated in the parks a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that would be in the top 10. Uh, but I think Coco is better than that right off the bat. I agree. All right, let's move on to number 11 because I think this one's going to shock you guys and everyone else. At number 11. Monsters Incorporated. No. That's just, now we're just getting to the point where um, they're just throwing names out there and going, hey, Mikey, uh, why don't you do a top 10 on, uh, or top 20 on Pixar? And uh, 
He's like, I don't know. I've never seen it. I just moved to the country two years ago. I don't even know what a TV was until then. So he just writes down a bunch of stuff from Wikipedia. There's no way that is where that's supposed to be. That's the emotional attachment of Boo. Yeah, emotional attachment of Sully and Boo and the way, you know, he, he lives in her childhood imagination. Yeah. Come on, man. It's perfect. Mike, would you, where would you put this top five? Top five, yeah. That oh, was uh, that was under that was on a constant loop in my house. I think I've probably seen that movie more than any other movie in my life because Sammy was addicted to that movie. So, um, oh, what she was as many times as I've seen it, I'm still not aggravated by it. it you know, yeah. that was more popular in our house than Frozen was, just time frame the kid's age. And um, that was on a constant, constant loop. So, not only do I have an emotional attachment to that movie with Sammy, but it's definitely a top five. What a great character meet and greet, too, that is. That is such mm-hmm. a good character meet and greet. Um, hey, let me roll through the uh, from 20 to t- twenty to 11. Here we go. 20, Good Dinosaur. 19, Cars 2. 18, A Bug's Life. 17, Monsters University. 16, Brave. 15, Incredibles 2. 14, Cars 3. 13, Coco. What are you doing? Uh, 12, Ratatouille. 11, Monsters, Inc. That brings us to our top 10 list for this uh Variety Magazine ranking every Pixar movie from worst to best. Number 10, Finding Dory. Oh, man, you're killing me here. Look, Finding Dory is... look Like, even Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, both of those... Like, when you sit down, they're a very fast hour and a half. Because you are you are going places and doing things and you're going this way and you're like how did I how did I end up with Bruce or when you're with Finding Dory it's I'm I'm in the ocean now I'm inside of this 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 aquarium and like this and it plays all perfect together I'm back in the ocean come on man top ten that that's yeah. not a top ten that's in a top I five I know I'm running out of top fives but that's in a top five. Oh, you're saying it's top five? Oh, oh Finding okay. Dory. Finding Dory is that? Well, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. Finding Dory is seven. Mike, what about Mike? you? Mike, uh, maybe because I'm so in love with Finding Nemo that it's not as I don't like it as much. I would put that. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm still blowing away the fact that Coco's a thirteen. So that that, that takes. See, that's me. <laughs> I, I would I'm probably swap. I would probably swap those two. I would swap Finding Dory with Coco right off the bat. I'm gonna take Finding Dory. Look, I think it's hard to put a sequel in the top ten yes. because they've had so many great, great films. That um, for me, yeah, Coco moves in, Ratatouille moves in, Finding Dory moves out. Um, if I have to do something, if I'm drafting a team, <laughs> I'm running out of money really quick. Okay, <laughs> I've got I gotta find I gotta find those films. Finding Dory for me though was great. I think it's an exciting movie. I think it's, I think it's a perfect movie too for kids where it's got enough action and enough uh, suspense to where it keeps them involved and keeps them looking at it. Uh, it was great to see those characters come back to the big screen. So I really enjoy it. Not top ten for me, but um, that's just because Pixar has so many great movies. Let's move on to number nine. Number nine. Okay. Let me preface this. I said before, there was one reason, Coco was the reason that I wanted to bring this to you. This, number nine, is the reason I wanted to bring this to you. And this is because I If you say Toy Story, I'm done. No, I honestly want to take my computer right now, and I want to put it in the car. I want to drive to New York. I want to drive to the front door of Variety Magazine. I want to throw my computer through the front door. Because number nine of the ranking every Pixar movie from worst to best is up. (laughs) <laughs> no way. Fake news. 
who wrote that article? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Up, number nine. Number three. Variety magazine. Number three that has to be. Yeah, that's a top five. I got, Easily. I got, I got two more slots in my top five, I think. <laughs> People are doing the math at home. They're going, yeah, I know they are. I'm sure got, Scott yeah. Zobel is. He's, he's racking it off. We talked about Up a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and about the emotional connection. For me, uh, I think Up may connect to me as much as any Pixar movie. Uh, when Katie calls me, it's the Up ringtone. Okay. Um, it is... Carl Fredrickson, I think, is me to a T. Um, where I want to see the world, <laughs> you know? And and you have goals, and, and that's, you know, it's... I, I just... I love this film. I love, love, love everything about this film. And I can't believe they would put it at number nine. When you guys first saw Up, what was that emotional feeling you guys had? Well, after I ugly cried for the first half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And I was able to make it past the second half. It was great. It was great. I think, you know, and isn't it it great how they uh, use the word uh, ugly cry, like you said, Mike? And then all of a sudden you go through this anger and rage because they're trying to steal this guy's house. Yeah. And I just want to grab that guy in the suit and just break him in half and stuff and him in the mailbox. And he looks so hateable. Oh, oh he, looks so he is hateable. a hateable guy. I just want to just grab him. Him and Gaston are cousins. I know it. Um, the uh, Yeah, so what a play on emotions this thing does. And then you get well, the happy-go-lucky kid without any da- without a dad. I mean, yeah. how do you not love this guy, you know? Uh, I love that Carl movie. Fredrickson gives him the good old friends double fists together. Yeah. If anyone knows what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, yep. you know? Boop up and uh, and and keeps on going. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I love this film. I, I cannot I cannot believe they put this at number nine. But if it's at number nine, that means something else has to be at number eight. And at number eight, guys, Cars. Okay, I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that one. That's the right spot for that, yeah. I think. I mean, because there's so many. Look, it's a great movie, but there's a lot of good ones in between it. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think? Is I that a top five talk. for you? Uh, well, I, it's not a top eight. It, it, it's, it shouldn't be an eight. It should be higher because I'm doing the math in my head, and I know the Pixar's, Pixar movies left, and I don't want to say it, but that means something else <laughs> is ahead of it. So uh, for me, Cars, look, Cars changed the Disney and Pixar relationship because mm-hmm. now you get not only hotels, but you get lands. I mean, you're looking at Disney California Adventure, and now you get Cars Land out there where – you can go into Radiator Springs. You can live the movie. Um, it's a huge, huge, huge production for Disney. It brings billions and billions of dollars into uh, into Disney and Pixar's pockets. I, I just don't know how you put it at number eight. I, I really don't. With the original Cars, the introduction mm-hmm. of Lightning McQueen and, uh, and Mater and all those great characters. Yeah. Yeah, Do in your head what's left, because if that's the eight, that means there's other things left that should definitely not be there. We'll move on to number seven, Finding Nemo. We haven't even touched any of the Toy Story ones. Not yet. No, no, not yet. So, boy, I'll tell you what. Mike, I'll let you have this one. Yeah, I don't want to see Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 as the, the top three, so I, I'm, I'm running out of numbers, too, and I can think of quite a few other movies that are in my head that, where, you know, where are they going to end up on this list now? I, I don't know. Uh, love Finding Nemo. I, that would be in my top five. Um, we'll have to do one show just on what our top Pixar movies are, you know? Uh, but, yeah, I'd move it up a little further on the list. 
I agree. I agree. It's a great show. It's a great movie to me. It's 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 one that I never get sick of. I watch over and over again. And man, I was that kid that would swim out there and touch the butt every time. I bet you did. Um, I, <laughs> for me, Finding Nemo was. It's on the Mount Rushmore of Pixar movies. You know, like you you would put certain characters on Mount Rushmore of Pixar, and yeah. uh, and Nemo's there. So well, you got a great attraction out of it too. You know, I mean, you have great attraction. You have characters. You have you have line. You have lines that will go down as iconic movie lines all throughout history, mm-hmm. um, coming from this film. I think that it's just one of those things that to have it at seven. I just don't. I can't wrap my head around it. So with that, let's move on to number six. Coming in number six, Toy Story 2. That's all right. It's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a six. Would I you do. keep it six? I, see, not me. I would move it down. That's that's not even a top ten for me. Um, I, I Maybe I'll agree with you. Maybe that would be... I think I would swap... You know what? I would swap that with Coco. I think that's a perfect place for it. Mike? 13. Yeah, I would, swatch, I would definitely swap it with Coco. Yeah, you, I mean, Toy Story 2, if, if for those of you who haven't seen it... The storyline is very questionable. I mean, the characters are there. You get introduced to Jesse and Bullseye and all those characters, but it's just not. It's it's not what Toy Story. Is. I I almost like. To- Listen, it's a great show, and and I'm being very analytical here. Um, I almost feel like they're trying too hard to pull an emotion out of me instead of letting it naturally happen. I think it's Cars two, Toy Story two. I think it, I think the second movie is always the hardest. Okay, all right. I mean, they're still entertaining. I still enjoyed them. I'm not. Oh, I'm not- definitely. I, I can't I can't say anything bad about it, but you guys it doesn't belong top? where it's at. Yeah, man, let's do it. You were top five? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Number five, a movie that kind of shocked me that it made top five. Um, I liked it. Very interesting film because you have very, very little dialogue, and that's Wally coming in at number Ooh. five. No way. Mm-hmm. No way that belongs in the that belongs in the bottom fi- uh, bottom five. That should be either eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. Period. I know it's a good show, <laughs> but it's eighteen. Uh, come on, the top five, Wall-E. I think this is one of the this is probably one of the few Pixar movies that this this author actually saw. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I really like this. I'm going to put this in the top five. And he probably didn't even see a lot of these other ones. So let's just call it what it is. I mean, this this author, this this writer. What what is this guy? What this list maker? We're going to call his name out at the end of the episode because I want, I want to know who it is. Mike, you? Yeah, no, I think this is a personal preference. I think that this person was probably very in tune with, I don't know, something in the movie or an emotional attachment. I don't think that uh, it belongs in the top five. This one had no emotional attachment to me at all. And where they lost me was it actually had me for the first 40 minutes mm-hmm. when Wally's by himself and he's chasing Eva. And then once they get on the carrier and they're chasing the the plant they lost me i'm done i'm like whatever well you know, I, 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 I can go to a new york subway and watch people do do the same well, thing so it's right. not a big I mean, deal wait, you got a generation of overweight people sitting in recliners and they get right. everything handed to them and like they're surprised right yeah, you know what i mean yeah. i'm like okay the storyline was pretty weak for me i wish you know honestly i really think if they would have had hardly any talking got rid of the people and just made it Wall-E. And just kept it going. Yeah. I think it would have been a great, I think it would have been a brilliant film instead of just. Almost a, like a, a castaway with, with yes. no, like, you know what I mean? Keep it yeah. with no dialogue. Yep. Let him use, because the one thing Wally does is Wally shows emotion through his mm-hmm. eyes better than any any character I can think of. I mean, oh, he, yeah. you yeah. literally know what he's feeling just by the, the expression he has on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, look, uh, 15 to 20. That's where you, that's where yep. you stick Wally. What are you doing? Top five, really? 
Uh, absolutely insane. Number four, I think, is exactly where it needs to be. I think it's the perfect uh, spot for this, and that's Inside Out. Okay, yep. agree. Yep. I'll agree. That makes sense. Um, perfect movie for not only kids to understand, uh, to express kind of what's going on in their head, but also for parents to understand what's going on in their kids' heads. Um, because I really do think this is a true look into a child's head. Well, I understand that a lot of my top fives should be in there right now that I said. Um, and I know people might call me out on it, but I challenge you to put your top five in. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm trying to cram ten movies into a top five here. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that part, yeah. Yeah, we talked, we talked about Inside Out a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to number three. Toy Story 3, guys, coming in at third. Oof. I, that was one of man I'll tell you what that that the scene and we all know what yeah, I'm talking about scene. the yeah, scene yeah, yeah. man that grabbed a hold of me and twisted I mean I was Did like I felt that one I was like because I mean you've got you've got look um you know everybody's got their tight friends you know everybody's got their guys but then everybody's got those guys that you know you go to battle with you know and it's like um you know I I could just I don't know man that one just really uh that one really it resonated with me and I really felt that and that moment of defeat where it's like you know what if we're going to go out guys we're going out together and we're going out together holding hands and that was pretty powerful that's a very powerful scene I think it should be moved up to a higher number because yeah. of just that one scene right there is that powerful Mike one of the few movies that the sequel was absolutely well one of the, you know a follow-up to the original movie that absolutely is on par with how amazing the original was. I completely agree. I think Toy Story 3 knocks it out of the park. I think I think Toy Story 2 was a learning experience for Pixar, and they realized they needed to get away from storytelling, or away from, from the, all right, we're just going to write this script uh, to make bangs and make this crazy things yep. happen. And get back to an emotional level, mm-hmm. and once they got back to the emotional level, they realized what they were doing. I think I, th- I really do think Toy Story Two was their, let's say, sophomore year where they realized, oh, I need to, I need to really put the pedal to the metal and, and finish high school. You know what I mean? Um, because let's look at Toy- technology. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying oh. Toy Story Three was amazing. I mean, it, it's just fantastic. It is, and, and if you, uh, you know, just for fun, guys, do a side-by-side of Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3. The oh, technology oh, advancements have just rendered these models just flawless. Like, they are so lifelike. Um, and, and, and they're look, Pixar had a lot of, and even now today, with today's technology, they have a lot of limitations on the power consumption that it takes to render these 3D graphics. And... Look, man, I'm telling you, the difference between then and now is uh, light years ahead, and really it gets me excited for the future as our processors get smaller and faster and cooler, and, man, it's it's going to be exciting. Yep, 100%. And uh, you know what? what's weird for me is when you look at this top five, we kind of we don't really get the newer, 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 newer movies in the top five, mm. and that, I think, really has a staple to to what Pixar, has, Pixar and Disney has been able to do, and I talked about it earlier in the episode that it may be the only company that can take something, make something and make it relevant for decades to come. Uh, and now at number two, we get the Incredibles coming out. Okay. But hang on a sec. Can I, can I, let me just be devil's advocate on this list here. Maybe the people that were making the list grew up in a time frame where they saw those top fives, but they never 
they're like, you know what? I'm a college kid now. I don't, I don't, I don't watch Pixar anymore. They haven't seen a lot of these newer ones right, that made like the Coco and stuff. the ten through you know fifteen that should be in the top five. So they have no relevance to it. But these are these these are something that tied to them when they were younger. I look, man. I like The Incredibles, but it doesn't belong there. Mike, uh, not in the number two spot for The Incredibles. I'm thinking what? eleven. <laughs> I hate to be that harsh about it, but. It's great. It's a it's a great superhero show, but it's still just eleven to me. Let me ask you guys this: does does the fact of, um, does the fact that we do watch all these movies play effect? Or let me let me let me take it like this: does it matter the emotional effect of a movie on a person to where they would list it on their own, or do they just listening by storyline? How do you list your top twenty? Because we've gone through and given our given our opinion, but as you're going, you know what what I might see as a prerequisite to be in my top five may not be the same as you. If you're making your top five, what are the two things, three things you're looking for in a Disney Pixar movie? Well, I'm looking. Well, number one, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Nope, it's all yours. I'm looking for a movie that even if you're not on board with Disney and Pixar all the time. You can just sit down and watch it from scratch and be entertained. I think that's the, the main thing. Uh, characters, storyline, um, and obviously because you're doing an animated movie, the quality of the graphics uh, and the quality of the computer imaging. Uh, so I, I think it has to have a combination of a lot of things. I don't think it's all emotional tie. The emotional tie kind of really puts it in your favorite topics, but I think you need to have an original concept, Character development, a storyline, and you know graphics and quality. Are you really expecting me to follow that? <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, Mike Mike wrapped it up. I mean, Mike it said pretty it good, wasn't it? I can't. That's why I we throw it to Mike to first. That's what we do. Yeah, we right? throw it to Mike and we just to sit back and relax. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. This. Before we get to number one, let me roll through your top ten. Okay, All number right. ten, Finding Dory. Number nine, Up. Can't believe you're there. Number eight, Cars. Number seven, Finding Nemo. Number six, Toy Story 2. Number five, Wally. You should not be there. Uh, to Infinity Beyond, my friend. Inside Out at number four. Number three, Toy Story 3. Number two, The Incredibles. And guys, if you're doing the math in your head, there's only one Toy movie Story left. One, man, right? And that is the original Toy Story. That is the birth of Pixar. That is the original creation when we're invited to come into the world of Andy and where we meet our friends Woody, Buzz, and all the great pals from Andy's room. Uh, guys, look, what do you say about Toy Story? I, th- I think this is spot on with number one. I'm going to have to agree with it, man. Toy Story is the absolute um, staple of, of uh, Pixar as we know it. I mean, to me, that without Toy Story, you wouldn't have anything else after that. The success of Pixar's Toy Story was paramount to the success of the company. And... Uh, Look! Look at the cast and crew. I mean, you got Tom. I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? So, so, so you're bringing Tom Hanks into uh, you know this as a main character. Um, you know, you got some doofus spaceman who has played perfectly. That uh, be, that that evolves as a character. I mean, how was that? You got this this goofy space guy who just doesn't realize he's a toy, and his character actually evolves. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a perfect perfect number one, and that and on that one I will agree with. Dude, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, knock it out of the park yep. with with these two characters. Mike, when you first saw Toy Story, did you think you were seeing cinematic history? I, I didn't think so in the beginning, but I knew after I saw it that this was going to be something absolutely incredible. Um, you know, one of the things that's even that 
shows you what an incredible movie it is. <clears throat> like you were saying, the characters, Tom Hanks. But I mean, what about like Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head? Oh, uh, John Ratzenberg. Yeah. Uh, even Gunny, you know, who was the army man. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. how did they absolutely, you know, Arlie, Ar- Army. They absolutely, Slinky Dog, Jim Varney. I mean, these are guys that almost look like the character. They resemble the character. I mean, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They couldn't have cast that better. I mean, it's just a voice behind, a, you know, a, a cartoon image, basically. But, man, you, you couldn't have picked better people for those particular spots. And then you got these people that are passing away in real life, and they are forever immortalized in these Toy Story movies with their voices. And I, I, and, and I know they're, they're bigger than that, but... We're always going to know these characters like, um, you know, Gunny Lee. Um, he's always going to be the Green Army guy, you know? See you later, maggots. I'm out of here. You know, this is, this is, I mean, come on, man. This is, uh, how, how do you, I, I can't even articulate what I'm trying to say here. It's, uh, Mike, you, you hit it. There's so many great actors on there that. Is, uh, well, I think, too, that the, when you have the protagonist, when you have, when you have the character that, that everyone hates, a Sid across the street. We've all had that kid in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I mean? He's a, he's a dirty scumbag little <laughs> You turd, almost so. dropped it, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> he's a dirty, dirty, dirty little boy. Um, uh, <laughs> we've all had Sid in our neighborhood to where we've been. You know, you don't like that kid. And he's he's relevant to not only us, but to kids. And you know that kid in their class and that kid in the, you know. And we all get it, man. And the fact that you have these two very vulnerable characters that can rise above their own situation and and just what they do to get back to the people they love it's amazing i mean it's it's an it's it's an amazing story with two two characters that should not get along that find each other that that you know that make it out because of each other it's it it really is the best pixar movie i don't I don't think pixar will ever create something like toy story again i think i think it's like lightning in a bottle to where you just it was the perfect place, perfect time. Everything worked out, and it holds up. It completely holds up. Um, can we can we go on to, uh, how that evolves to where it's um, well? First of all, how tight they are as a family. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and how you can feel this 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 family love between all of them. And there's no questioning the leadership of Tom or of uh, Woody. You know, there's no questioning yeah. his leadership and the brotherly love that him and and Buzz. You know you know acquire as you know just through through um you know there's no blood between them but there's that brotherly love where um you know just just from going on their adventures and and the trust and you know earning each other's trust um it's there's man there's a lot of life lessons in that movie too can i say that you guys you're like woody and and mike's like buzz and i'm like the um the penguin that sings a lot You know what? That's perfect. You kind of remind me more of Rex, though. You got a friend in me. (laughs) Oh, are you saying I got little arms? That's okay. I'm okay with that. It is kind of (laughs) true. I have a hard time tying my shoes. But, you know, to each his own. Uh, Guys, our top 20 uh, variety list. Look, I I think they nailed it at the front end. They nailed it at the back end in the middle. Could have been a lot of changes. um, But it is what it is. If you want to check out this list, go to variety.com. You can leave comments the how terrible they were or how great they were, either one, uh, to see the ranking of every Pixar movie from worst to best. Uh, guys, I love doing stuff like this. I love going through these lists and talking about it because it's a trip down memory lane for me from when I saw these movies and how they made me feel and, and all that great stuff. 
Perfect, man. And um, I'm looking at the time. I think we need to move along, guys, because we need to wrap the show and get these people out for the their rest of their week. You know, we were talking about memory lane and, you know, going through past memories of watching these movies. But one thing that's great for bringing up memories, and that's pictures. And that brings us to my favorite thing every week, and that would be pictures of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, fellas, I'm excited. You know, we have a short week this week because we, uh, we've given you a bonus episode. So, uh, Justin, why don't you start me off with your pick of the week this week? You make me so happy. You know what? I'm going to give my pick of the week to uh, our good friend Roxanne Roscoe. Look, we just talked Disney uh, Pixar. We just talked Toy Story. And you just posted the most adorable picture of your son. And it says, there's a snake in my boot, and he's wearing a Woody outfit. Absolutely amazing. Keeping a Disney in your life every single day. And that's what this show is all about, is guys finding that little bit of Disney magic that makes you smile, even if he's not smiling, which it doesn't seem like he is. But I bet you are smiling when we took this picture. So, Roxanne, thank you so much for posting that. What a fantastic, fantastic picture. So fun, man. I tell you what, I don't know. You, she she really rocks some pictures out there. That, that so, face he's making is yes. every face I make at Katie whenever she's like, hey, <laughs> smile for the picture. I'm like, come on, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, you're up. Yeah, listen, I don't ever like to close on, on a downer or anything like that because I really believe I want to pick you guys up. And I'm not going to, but I'm going to give credence where credence is due. And I'm going to give a, uh, I'm going to tip my hat to our good friend Sean McClure, okay? And uh, <laughs> this is kind of an emotional, uh, emotional one. Let me read this to you guys for those of you that don't belong to the group. An emotional throwback Thursday. These are some of the pics from my first ever Disney trip. And he's got some great pictures with his family. He said, my mom and dad were supposed to join us this year for our trip in August. But unfortunately, my father passed away last week. And these awesome pics were looping on the computer full of great memories at his memorial. Man, I'm telling you, I'm looking at this because I see that... Um, someday, you know, and I'm not trying to make this about me, Sean, but someday, you know, my kids are going to have pictures where I'm not going to be here and, and they're going to have pictures of me in front of the castle or they're going to have pictures with me and with Pluto and just like with you, Mike and, 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 um, Justin, you know, uh, you know, we're not going to be here forever guys. And, um, I just loved how he ended that full of great memories at his memorial, uh, Sean, um, our condolences and thank you for sharing that. It's such an amazing thing what Disney does. Disney gives us opportunities to create memories with the people we love. And that's why we love this so much. You know, it's, even if it's not your family, even if it's your friends, or even for you that are our Disney family, you might not know how much we care for you and how much we appreciate what you do. And when you post those those um, pictures and those stories, it really does mean a lot to us. So thank you for letting us be a part of that. That And uh, no, we're here for you all the time. So if you ever want to reach out or talk or anything, that we're here. So, um, Mike, buddy, your pick of the week. Yeah, absolutely. My pick of the week goes to one of our near and dear friends, and that's Charmaine Failer. And uh, she's got a picture of her son doing one of my favorite things, just about to dig into some Mickey waffles. Uh, they look delicious. It's one of my favorite breakfast foods to eat when I'm in Disney. And uh, Charmaine, you have my pick of the week. That's awesome. Very cool. Hey, I have- uh, guys, i got to give an honorable mention. And I don't do this too often, but there's a guy out there who he's been trying to to really reach a goal, and he's been working really hard at it, and uh, he spent weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks at his goal, and uh, he finally hit it, 
and I got to give you a huge shout out to uh, to you, Justin Suter, who finally found your Mickey bars, and you ate your Mickey bars for dinner, and uh, great job. All right, all right. I'm also going to give an honorable mention, and I'm going to uh, give some props to Derek Pitzer for uh, taking us on a journey with him and his family. So uh, thank you, Derek, for uh, for doing that. And Justin, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Man. I, I, because this is why I know that you're, 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 you're not being genuine in this because I didn't see one sprinkle on any of those. I need Mickey sprinkles. Somebody's got to hook me up with those. Okay. I don't even think they made it into the house. I think that was an empty box. I think he stuffed them all <laughs> down in the car ride home. The you probably minutes. got the empty box from Scott just, Zobel in the mail and you were pretending like you I got just them. listened to the old Wishes soundtrack and ate Mickey bars and cried for 30 minutes, you know? It is what it is. What do you do? Uh, all right. All right. Hey, listen, let me go into trivia right away, guys, and then we'll send these people on their fine ways. Uh, the question was, who is the Queen of Hearts, Clerk of Court, in Alice in Wonderland, the King of Hearts or the White Rabbit? And the answer is, is the White Rabbit was the Clerk of Courts. All right. Let me give a shout out to Sean in Grand Michigan's, Delinda, Laura, and Rochester, New York. Good job, guys. All right. So, okay, being limited on time, guys, I am not going to do a Mike's Movie Quote. I know those are popular and you guys love them, but let me go ahead and just read a trivia question to keep you guys going. Here's the question. In Lady and the Tramp, what do the dogs and the pound say is Lady's passport to freedom? And you can text... Yep. And you can text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. While you're doing that, make sure to head to our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, Facebook, we're the most active on Instagram and Twitter. Come over there. Give us a follow. Hang out. Look at those pictures from the park. Uh, get I, I've been posting a lot of stuff on Twitter that uh, I don't post on Facebook, so come give us a follow. It's at podcast disney at podcast disney give us a follow there thing we like the best is if you really like the show guys you want to do us a huge favor head over to itunes give us five stars that helps us grow the show helps us get out there to so many people uh we really appreciate you it's like you just giving us a hug and saying thank you so much for the show it really really means a lot to us yeah and the thing is guys is i know you're just in passing listening and uh, like, oh, I'll get to it, or maybe I'll get to it. For those of you that do, I, I mean, we see that. We see the ticks go up, we see the comments, and we love it, guys. And we really do appreciate you for that. I'd like to say something real quick um, before we get off here. Guys, um, if you haven't done some done so yet, go over and join the Disney Ads Podcast Running Family. Uh, that is a great page to where people are motivating each other to get out there, exercise, run. Even if you're not a runner, if you just want to get started, if you're just looking for an excuse to maybe you know, get out and get active. Um, it's completely a page to where people are motivating. And I'm going to go and tell everyone this. I haven't even told these guys yet. I will be running. I'm making the promise right here. Everyone listen and hold me accountable. I will be running the Star Wars 10K and Half Marathon April 2019. So get ready to join me down in Walt Disney World because I am going to be down there. And April you can, 2019? Uh, you, yep. You can, oh, April 2020. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, that makes more sense. And you could, yeah, be time. I go back in time? I'm, yeah, bringing it all together. Um, you can, uh, you can join me down there. So it'll be so much fun. Okay, sounds like a plan. Weather is going to be perfect too in April. It's Ho- beautiful running. I'm supposed to convince you two to join me. I don't know if that's going to happen, dude. I, I'm, uh, I've got some other stuff going on in the beginning of the year. Um, plus, I got that big Disney trip in January, man. 
So, I mean, we're going to be down there like 10 days. So Who's, who's going to carry me the last I think I might be miles. there with you. <gasps> you going to do it? I think so. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. That'd Good. be awesome. Good. We'll convince Jason later. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's we'll all work right. on him. We'll work on him. So, anyways, gentlemen, um, thank you for uh, a great show. Justin, you did a great job taking lead on this and, uh, you know, guiding us to uh, a great conversation. Thanks. Um, and Mike's poignant input, as always, overshadows mine, which is why I like to go first, so I can just let you two guys close better. Um, listen, on a personal note, I would like to uh, wish all of you to have an incredible weekend, have a safe weekend, have a positive weekend, and uh, go change somebody's life today. Go smile at somebody. Go give somebody a high five. You know what? Shake a stranger's hand and say hello. And uh, don't forget to call your mom and tell her you love her, too, or your dad, or uh, somebody that's real close to you. So uh, with that... Boy, I threw a lot of big homework lists out there for you guys. <laughs> but you know what? Do. It's all important. And uh, just make the world a better place, okay? Gentlemen, I had a fantastic time with you this week. Uh, it's nice throwing out an extra episode. Uh, the one thing I tell you is this episode is episode is going to drop just before Father's Day. And I want to wish my two brothers here a uh, happy, happy Father's Day. You guys are two amazing fathers. Uh, family's always first. You know, uh, Jason, you and the boys, Justin, you and Riley. And we have an amazing family of really good fathers. So uh, for everyone out there that's going to be celebrating Father's Day, uh, you know, happy Father's Day to you. You guys deserve it. And some of the upcoming fathers that are going to be fathers soon. And, uh, you know, or if you have a special father figure in your life, that's all that matters. And uh, happy Father's Day, guys. Hey, let me do an addendum on there, Mike, and I'm sorry. Um, I also want to throw a happy Father's Day out to all you single moms out there who don't have a father figure for your kids. Uh, you guys pick up the slack for both, and you get credence for, uh, and credence for that as well. So, uh, you know, thank you for uh, picking up the slack there as well. Hundred uh, percent. Happy Father's Day, everybody. I am going to say this: Look, we this whole episode was about Disney Pixar, and and Pixar for me does a couple things, and and one of those is hits me emotionally. It uh, it always seems to have the perfect emotional tie in every film for what us as parents and us and, and our children are feeling, and uh, and I really think that that's one thing that Disney and Pixar do fantastic. I think that's one thing these films do, and over time. I think it's a perfect way for you and your kids to come together, spend two hours, and really enjoy both Disney and uh, in your time together. So thank you guys so, so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you guys so, so much for going through this top 20 list. And to Mike and Jason, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And until next time, fellas, see you real soon. Good night. Good night, guys. Pixar, what Pixar does that's so extraordinary is that we have um, taken a look at this new technology, computer animation, and we don't look at it as, as a way to replace any of the creativity or any of the um, real art of filmmaking. We still, we look at it as these are just n a great new expensive pencils, you know? That's what it is. It's, it's artists using these computers as though, you know, an artist at Disney uses a piece of paper and a pencil. And because the focus of what we do is still where it's most important, and that's with the story and the characters. I think Toy Story is a success, not because it's computer generated. It's a success because it has, a, you know, the characters of Buzz Lightyear and Woody and in the storyline that really has captivated audience. 
from Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one. And that's a wrap. Or is it that's a wrap? That's a wrap? That's a wrap. Hey, that's a wrap. I'm going to go with that one. This has been YDF Media Productions.